Hey, Tyler, what's up? We're here. We're doing a podcast. I'm actually still confused about what the fucking metaverse is. I guess I'm getting old. You don't need to know. It's it's a bunch of bullshit. I know it's like a Facebook thing, but I what I no, don't understand. Or, or, or like Facebook's pushing it a lot, but I just I just don't understand it overall. Okay, so the metaverse is this concept that all these intellectual properties can exist in, uh, in this one in in a platform called the metaverse. In some people, yeah, it's okay. It's basically just like the ultimate collaboration of IP, because that's what businesses love. They love their IP, and they want you to you want you to pay for their IP, and want you to know it exists everywhere. Yes. We're just that's pretty... surrounded by IP constantly. IP in your face all the time. Yes, and some people like that. I, however, am not one who loves to partake in the golden shower of capitalism. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, hey, this is the world we live in. It's a real shit. We got some capitalism to talk about today. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, mega capitalism. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, the the end game has has uh, begun. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's push that off just for a moment, because I played some games. Yeah, that don't necessarily pump money into the biggest fucking corporations <laughs> in video games. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what you've played, but I I've brought three C's. I have, I have four things. Ooh, you have I actually four. played some shit this week. You actually played video games. I Wonderful! Did. You did your homework. That's uh, awesome. Yes. Um, why is F one twenty twenty two still installed on your? On well, F one twenty twenty two doesn't exist, but or twenty twenty one rather. <laughs> no, it's 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 off my console. I promise. Okay. <laughs> I was just taking a crack at it. What what have you been playing? Um, so I uh, uh, over the weekend just you know watched a lot of football, played some video games. Um, the football, not the greatest. Um, all the a lot of those games were were blowouts. Yeah, I mean, they weren't that fun. It's almost like adding the extra game to the playoffs doesn't really add much value to the product. No, I agree. I agree for sure. Um, but how about them Cowboys? That was that How was about them Cowboys? The 49ers tried to hand them the game. Literally. take it. Literally. Yeah. That was, that was fucking one of the craziest endings to a football game. I love that. Seen. Fuck Jerry Jones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just so funny to see Cowboys fans upset. But anyways, while I'm watching the football, playing, playing, uh, playing a bunch of stuff, start off, I have finished... Played through the rest of it and finished a Plague Tale Innocence. Um, I really, really liked this game. Um, 
I think if you're a fan of single-player linear adventure games telling a story, like, say, a Naughty Dog sort of title, God of War recently, just games like that, you will really like this game. Um, it's not without its faults at all, but they're, I just enjoyed the, the characters, the atmosphere, and everything so much that um, just kind of got over those sort of things. And I think the game is just a, a great length. And uh, for a team, a smaller team like this, just to put something together uh, that's this quality with what they were able to do, I mean, man, it's just I'm really excited for the sequel. Sobo Studio really did a good job with this one. I think the the story was really interesting to me, uh, the, and I kind of figured it would happen. I mean, this game is a predominantly stealth game, and you know you're using different tools and everything that you have that to kind of solve puzzles. Basically, they're not the hardest thing in the world, but you're trying to figure out your way to get through stuff. You're collecting materials very much like The Last of Us. You're crafting. Uh, ammo all that stuff and it's it's cool and i felt like the game really did a good job of giving you new tools and making them actually useful to where i was using everything in my arsenal and it was it was pretty cool and there's there's a there's a tool slash power i don't want to spoil anything that you get towards the end that you just kind of felt like a god and it was kind of cool um but yeah, I mean, I really like the story. And yeah, anyways, back to the stealth thing. I figured this would kind of happen where the game would get very kind of combat heavy at the end. And it kind of did. And there were some kind of frustrating uh, sections, mostly because of how, like when you're throwing the rocks, for example, which is kind of your main item and weapon that you get early in the game, um, you know. It has this, like, lock-on mechanic, but sometimes to get that to lock on, it's, like, slower and harder than it needs to be. And so there's enemies, like, running at you, and you're trying to fucking hit them in the head, which is, uh, once you upgrade a little bit, is like, an instant kill. And um, and so things like that kind of got a little frustrating, but it, not, it didn't get so overwhelming or anything that, you know, I just didn't want to play the game anymore. And... Yeah, I just, this, yeah, it's it's really, <laughs> I say, cool to play a game set in this time period. Of course, that's not a very great time period at all in human history, but, you know, we just don't get stuff like that. And um, just the, the environments, the level of detail in them, I mean, game's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I just think this is a this is a studio to kind of watch out for, to be honest with you. It would not surprise me if they are purchased at any point oh, which we don't we don't have to jump to that yet <laughs> no but it wouldn't surprise me actually i want to i just want to look them up quick if are they owned by focus home because oh, i think I that's who uh our focus focus interactive i think that's who uh yeah they published it um yeah i don't know i don't think they are um i think they just published this game so anyways yeah just a just great Studio, great game. Really, really enjoyed myself. Um, awesome. Lots of rats. Lots yeah. of rats. There's rat tornadoes. Oh, man. Dude, it's sick. It's fucking awesome. Like, I just I just couldn't put this game down um, when I really started to, to get into it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Cool. cool. I'll have to put that on my list of uh, 
scary games I play this this uh, Halloween period. Yeah, because I, I, I kind of want to I kind of want to start playing more uh, horror stuff. You know, yeah. participating in the culture around that time. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily a horror game, but it has those vibes to it. You know, where I feel like if you played it in October, it would just it would feel a little extra exciting, I guess. But okay, yeah. I don't know. Well, what about you? Why don't you talk about one the game you play? Uh, well, I am continuing to play Chernobylite, um, the game where the voice acting is terrible and very funny, especially if you read the voice lines how you think they would be said versus how they're actually saying them. It's very funny. Um, it's also like a very slow... So I've been playing a couple of shooters, and this is my slow-paced shooter that I've been playing. It's it's one of those shooters that like you take and you give a lot of damage. Like, it's... Bullet damage is serious, and uh, you need to be careful. You don't want to get outnumbered. You want to take down people smartly, you know? Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I've I've been really having a lot of fun stalking around, having hallucinations about my wife, uh, <laughs> who is I I'm not sure if I mentioned this. You're you're going to this Chernobyl exclusion zone to find your wife. Oh. Um, it, yes, you are in this game. You are a wife guy. You are the ultimate wife guy. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's kind of silly. Um. It's very, like, one of the things that is also super silly is the character portraits. So you're this guy, Igor, who is apparently some sort of scientist. But, like, do you, do you remember those Razor masks they were they started putting out because of COVID-19 that they now had to uh, kind of recall all their claims about it being comparable to N95 masks? I think, yeah, I vaguely remember it. So it looks like you... This old scientist main character is wearing one of those gamer masks. Mm. And you don't look <laughs> old. You look like the youngest guy there. It's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> you're apparently like the old wise guy, but you, you look like the youngest person there, and you're wearing this ridiculous shit, and then everyone else kind of just looks like weird Russian dudes. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have some interesting po- character portraits. Yeah, um been futzing around in that doing some of the main missions uh, i like the structure of this game how like you go day by day and you assign your other uh your other team members different jobs like i i send a guy out to go get food i send another guy to go out to get medicine and then someone else to get ammunition uh all kinds of stuff like that and then i i go do whatever mission i'm doing they they all have like a percentage chance of chance of success and then when i get back at the end of my mission i get to see all that get to build out my base and then sleep and go to the next day so yeah yeah it's it's a fun single player thing especially if you don't if you don't like multiplayer shooters this this is a this is a good good choice uh if you want to play a shooter um yeah i'm I'm watching just watching a little bit of gameplay right now that honestly looks just very cool yeah, it it, has, it isn't fun. like the best looking game like technically, mm-hmm. but it but it does have a particular style that that gets across pretty well. This game's actually even on Switch, so it's not oh, wow. it's not the high powered game that like this high powered high fidelity FPS that you might normally expect. Yeah. Well, um yeah, it's it's interesting enough, yeah. 
Not, not I don't think it's very expensive either. Um, Renewable Let me see how much they're selling this game for. Uh, come on, God damn it! Why? 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 Why do they ask me to uh, put my age in? Come on, it's it's thirty <laughs> bucks on Steam. Uh, I'm not sure what it is on uh, PlayStation Store or Nintendo Switch, but yeah, about thirty bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Nice you got you. another game for me? Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna hit up two because I started. I played okay. one, and then I, I'm just like, eh. Okay. I went back to Deathloop after I finished Plague Tale. Oh, um, okay. And I've stopped playing Deathloop. I've oh. Deleted Deathloop from my console, and I've moved on. And I more like Death Poop. Yeah, I I couldn't be more happy to be honest with you. Um, What'd you move on to? Psychonauts two. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so before I get to Psychonauts though, Deathloop, I did like I played a, a new level in that game, and you know was having a good time with it, and. Basically, I, I ended up getting the Havoc, the Havoc slab, and I, maybe I'm just fucking stupid with this, but I, it's just part of the, the structure of this game that really frustrates me. Of I had the Nexus and the Shift slab, which both of those powers are probably all you need to really get through this game. I mean, uh, they, they're very good where you can... I mean, Shift is literally Blink from Dishonored, and Nexus is the one where you can tie enemies together. It's super satisfying to do. Um, it's a really cool power. And so I have those two, and I'm doing this mission that's on my, you know, in the mess of fucking uh, list of stuff that the game is like, go do this. Um, and so I go do it to take out this new visionary plus pick up her slab. And I have both of these slabs infused. And when you infuse stuff, if you die, you get to keep it. And maybe I just didn't fully understand that sort of thing because I picked up the Havoc slab so that way I can go back and infuse it, which is my objective to complete. And then I'm like, okay, I mean, this is a cool thing. Havoc basically gives you more power. And I'm like, it's cool, but I don't know if I really want it. Go to uh, put... I think it was the Nexus slab back on, and I don't have it anymore, even though I infused it. Um, I guess it's just one of those things, like, if you infuse stuff and you die, you get to keep what you had equipped, and that's it. And maybe uh, I didn't so fully understand that, but if, if you, you drop, drop a power, it? yeah, yeah, you just don't have it, even if you infused it. That's fucked up. Exactly, and I'm like, dude, the powers are the fun of the gameplay to me. With with this game, with any arcane game, really, but like the shooting, I'm not playing this game because the shooting feels good. I mean, it's fine, but if I want that, I'm going to go play Halo. I'm going to play Destiny, Call of Duty, whatever. It's just like the shooting is fine in this game, you know. And I'm like, right when that happened, I'm like, mm, I don't know because I mean, you know me, and if anyone listens to this podcast, you know the history of these sort of things. Like, I get, re- I have a hard time with roguelike games or roguelike or games that have elements of of that genre in it because i hate getting stuff and losing it when i die and once again that's why hades is such a special game to me because i was completely able to get over that um 
it's just it's just something in my brain. It's it just kind of like triggers me because I'm like, dude, I like these powers. Why can't I keep them? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so once that happened, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Um, and yeah, then I started playing another mission. I'm going to a party and just overall, I just kept getting very, very frustrated with, with the gameplay. And, and I just, I just find this, yeah, I've said it before. I just find this game just frustrating and overall disappointing, especially compared to what Arcane has done before. And I'm just kind of, kind of done with it. I mean, it's the whole freedom that the game's, you know, sold and, and kind of says to you uh, is not really there. This is basically a linear game. The menus are a mess. I think it's just overall confusing. The story's not super duper interesting. I mean, Colt and um, Juliana are cool characters. The voice acting's well done, but um, yeah, and I just, I don't find the the maps to be as engaging as uh, even even though there's different you know uh, time periods that you can go into them I just don't find them to be as interesting as anything in arcade in the uh, dishonored or prey yeah I'm okay I'm okay with that loop it's it's kind of not not my thing but um yeah uh so yeah then then I just was like you know I, I just I'm not feeling this anymore I'm taking it off my list. I'm done with this game. And yeah, started up Psychonauts 2. I've been really wanting to play it um, for a while. It's one of the games that came out last year that I wanted to play before Game of the Year and just didn't have the time. And uh, I played kind of the opening mission, basically. Um, you know, it's kind of a tutorial level, but it, it was a decent length. It's probably about an hour long, this opening level, if, especially if you really take your time and um, I, I played hmm. the original Psychonauts, like, back in the day, um, but I didn't, uh, beat it or anything like that, and honestly, I don't really remember too much of it, but, um, so, coming back to this, a little bit of catch-up that I had to, to, to do, but I honestly think this game does a good job of setting up the story to where you didn't, you don't have to play Psychonauts or the, um, Rhombus of Ruin, um, VR game on PlayStation VR because um, that's kind of part of this as well but yeah it's it's a really fun game so far I, I like the creativity of it I like the combat and kind of the abilities that you're getting it's really really fun the, the characters are cool it's colorful uh, the exploration of just kind of collecting stuff is really I just kind of felt that itch just in this opening level I'm like yeah this is going to be Did you... be really cool yeah. Did you get to the teeth stuff? There was some teeth stuff that I did. I don't know if it's the specific thing you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I just heard there was some dental horror kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that's this opening level, basically. Oh, like you, you're so like... would you call it... Hmm, would you call it a tutorial? <laughs> <laughs> you could, yeah. Like, you're jumping on some teeth, you're you're in a mouth, you're, you're doing all sorts of crazy shit. Um... But you're kind of like in this dude's head, sort of like in his mind and figuring out stuff. It's, it's a, uh, it's cool. And yeah, I just basically got to this part where I, I'm assuming it's going to be like a hub or something like that. It's kind of a big area that I have a lot to explore and got a, got my card basically, which will allow me to level up and upgrade stuff. And yeah, I'm just 
really, really looking forward to uh, to playing more of this game. It's it's cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, what else you got? If you want to talk visual style, um, just weird shit. Uh, I played some Cruelty Squad. Cruelty Squad. Uh, Cruelty Squad is an FPS slash sort of immersive immersive sim that uh, came out last year. Um, it has this very um, I don't oh my know goodness. visually <laughs> offensive ninety yeah. style. <laughs> Looks uh, like a PS one game, sort of like <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so. This is a game that is very straightforward, very simple. Um, there are these missions that you do to go kill some people. There's some really nice uh, flavor text around all of that. Um, you can buy upgrades. You can switch up weapons, pick up weapons on the fly as you go. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just a really hardcore shooter. Um <laughs> And it, I, I, there's just something about it that I, I look like every, like every time I stop playing this game, I realize my eyes hurt from looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I can um, see that. But oh it, it's so interesting, like the, the world that it sets up and like <laughs> what you are in this world, like your, <laughs> and the way that the, uh, your, your NPC boss talks to you, it's. It's worth checking out. It's very cheap, and uh, it's just it's it's just a, it's a solid shooter. It's there's a stock market. You can sell body parts. It's fucked Whoa. up. There's some fucked up shit. Yeah. There's a lot of fucked up shit in this game. <laughs> I see them this video I'm watching. He picked up a toilet. Yes. Full of poo. Uh huh. Oh boy. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it looks like it has some pretty wild level design, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real throwback to a lot of 90s shooters. Um, there's some yeah. areas that kind of feel like old-school Doom. There's some, like, it's... Yeah, it's incredible and cheap. I'm not sure what platforms it's on. I think it's just on PC. I'm not sure the... I will say consoles have gotten more laxed over the past... Uh, decade or so but i don't think this is on any other platforms yeah it's just it's just on pc <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it is visually offensive if you want to be assaulted in the eye holes go place cruelty cruelty squad <laughs> i can see it yeah, yeah. looks interesting though all right what what do you have for me what, what what's your fourth game that you played this week? You're not going to be very happy about this one, but I also wanted something else to just kind of zone out to. Far Cry Six. Yeah. You fucker! How did I know it was another Ubisoft <laughs> game? You. Bastard. Yeah. Um, well, how is it? <laughs> it's it's fine so far. I can tell that I'm going to enjoy this way more than five. Okay. Um, just based off of the gameplay and the characters, basically. 
Um, five, I just I just didn't really like playing it. I didn't like the world. I didn't like the characters. The story sucked. It was just super repetitive. And I'm not saying this game won't be that. Um, it's a Ubisoft open world game. I'm sure it'll get to that point. But um, and I've always liked this series. Um, you know, three and four, Primal. They're they're really cool games. And honestly, I feel like this might be like the last true Far Cry game we might get um, with just the direction Ubisoft's going I mean talked about a while ago but it's like rumored they're going to make like a live service Far Cry so yeah and plus I also really like um, Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito god I can't speak today um, I've always really liked him and everything I've seen him in um, so I'm curious about him as villain and uh, this game opens up I think in a pretty cool way um kind of like a, a holy shit sort of thing really makes you uh go like this uh anton castillo guy he's not a very good dude um and in the, the opening's very uh call of duty like in a way like i could totally see it being in like a modern warfare sort of game um and yeah shit goes down um and then you end up on an island um and you start doing far cry stuff and you know you start shooting shit they but what i like about this game is gameplay wise this game is so completely wacky and that's kind of the thing with recent far cry games is they try to be all rah rah serious and have this crazy cool dark villain that you're going to really like and then the gameplay is just completely ridiculous this game gives no fucks about that stuff almost immediately they give you um a pet basically they call them amigos in this game and uh you get a crocodile and i have this crocodile that i just go around and order him to eat dudes all the time and and it was like almost right away when you start truly getting into the gameplay and i'm like you know what this is kind of fun like especially uh in a stealth scenario when you're at a checkpoint or something at a you know an enemy base or something it can be kind of cool um, and it kind of changes that stuff up, but then I got, um, not too long after that, they give you, um, there's kind of a, like, a weapon crafting sort of stuff going on in this game, which is kind of new to this one. It, it reminds me, it's not as, as deep, but it reminds me of, say, like, the gunsmith in recent Call of Duty games for multiplayer. Um, just the amount of stuff you can craft for different weapons, uh, different attachments, all that stuff. It's it's kind of neat, and they give you basically what's almost like your ultimate ability. You have this fucking pack on your back, and it's not too far into the game. And, <laughs> like, I can literally just sit back, press the, the, the L1, R1 button, and literally I am firing rocket launchers out of my back or rockets basically that will go and find dudes and just blow them up and so when it comes to taking out an enemy base or something i'm like dude this is like not even fair <laughs> like i have this fucking jetpack and a crocodile and i'm just blowing the shit out of everything and then they also give you cars um where you can modify them to put weapons on them which is just absurd and all this is in like the opening i don't know two or three hours of the game like, gameplay-wise, this game gives no fucks. And it's ultimately, I think, kind of fun. Um, or it is fun to me. Um, 
overall. And so far, the story's uh, not bad. I think that the characters are interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. And I just got to, just finished a mission um, the other night where uh, I had to basically capture these two boats. And it was it was a lot of fun just kind of stealthing my way through with then shit hit the fan. And, but one thing that did happen to me is that um, it, the game, like, glitched out in a really annoying way of, like, I you had to take out everybody on these boats. And I did that for both of them. And I'm running around and the music still playing like I'm in combat. Um, the, the objective's not clicking off. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I go, I'm like, maybe there's someone on the other boat that I'm missing. But when I killed the last dude on there, like the literally the objective marker went to one out of two. So I'm like, okay, that one's done. Um, but I'm like, whatever, I'll just go over there. I go over there and dude, so many dudes just spawned out of nowhere and just completely kicked my ass because I wasn't, uh, like, ready for it or anything. Holy fuck. That was really annoying um, overall. It's the only kind of glitchiness I've ran into with the game. But, um, yeah, so I just finished that. And, and, and not long before that, I hit the map button. And I'm like, okay, this is a decent size here. Let me zoom out. And I nearly shit myself at how big this map overall is. Like, I was on this little island, basically. And the overall map is just, holy fucking shit, dude. It is so big. To the point where I'm like, I can see this going the Ubisoft sort of route, for sure. Um, and we'll see. Hopefully the game stays interesting enough. Um, and gameplay-wise, stays interesting characters it seems like there's a lot of new interesting characters i'm going to run into uh there's a lot more like the the pets that i can get um so we'll see but yeah it's it's fine the game too i will say is fucking stunningly gorgeous um lighting and everything they, they've done a really good job with that on for this one so yeah, if you are a fan of Far Cry games, this is not going to make you a fan at all. Um, mm, but if you're okay. into them, I, I do think so far in the early opening, like three hours or something, I can see I can see some good good fun potential here. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, that's that's all I played. Did you did you have something else? I've got one more. Uh, all right. And that is Cozy Grove. I've been playing mm. some more Cozy Grove on my Nintendo Switch. And Tyler, this, is, this might be a better feel-good game than Animal Crossing, if I'm being honest. Wow. It might be more satisfying than Animal Crossing to help your spirit bear buddies. Um, because you can actually, you can actually give, your, give your buddies hugs on command. You can hug all your, all your spirit bears. Um, it's just incredibly cute. Um, and yeah, I'm just, uh, decorating the place, decorating the island, and, uh, yeah, just having a very, it, it is the warm cup of tea at the end of a shitty day. It's exactly what you need. It's, it's relaxing. It's satisfying. It might not be doing anything incredibly new or anything like that, but it's just, a, it is a very comforting game to play. Yeah. 
So yeah. That does it for the video games I've been playing. Um, yeah. I guess we I guess we have to talk about the news. Oh yeah. Even though we're recording this on a Wednesday, there's plenty of fucking news to talk about. Um, first of which, and the, it's the big one, it's the one that everyone's talking about. P they're going to finally start selling Final Fantasy XIV again. <laughs> Fake starting, starting January 25th, you will be able to purchase Final Fantasy XIV and create a new account. Um, and, but they will not they will not be resuming uh, free trials yet um, but yeah they are they are expanding they are creating new worlds they've created an Oceana server um, so yeah it's it's getting there they're going to soon allow more people to play probably the uh, best MMO that's running right now Sweet. It's it's so wild that this game is like doing so well that they're like we can't sell it anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even digitally like when does that ever happen? Um but yeah, it's good. Do you, do you think they're ready for it? Like is the game and servers all that stuff in a spot that could handle a bunch more people coming in? So the thing they're doing, they they're they in creating the Oceana data server. Uh, the thing they're doing is making it free if you want to transfer to one of those data set to the Oceana data center on one of those worlds. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine that uh, there are going to be people who are kind of fed up with the queue times so who will go move over there and kind of relieve some of the other servers of their queue times as well. Um, so yeah, I th I think if it, if it all goes to plan, if if it just works. And yeah, sure. It's it. we're ready for some more people to come in. Cool. Alrighty, I know y'all probably thought I was joking, and yeah, I guess to a certain extent you are right. The thing we have to talk about this week is probably the biggest move towards consolidation of the games industry that we've ever seen. In that, uh, Microsoft has spent nearly 69 billion dollars to acquire Activision Blizzard. You heard me right. Xbox acquire Activision Blizzard. Probably the biggest uh well, former third-party studio. Uh not studio, a publisher rather. Um and Microsoft just, you know, was like, "Hey, we have the cash. Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I uh I was at work and just nearly fucking shit myself when I <laughs> saw this. I was like, is this real? And yeah, it's absolutely real. Um Yeah. Sixty eight point seven billion dollars. It's not expected to close until Microsoft's twenty twenty three fiscal year, which starts this July. Um, mm -hmm. and goes through June so it could still take a while and you know the Bethesda deal kind of took a bit this is obviously a much bigger deal um, so you know I'm sure uh, it'll take a lot longer there but wow what a way to um, <laughs> just 
make a statement and completely change the industry. And I don't know. I mean, high level thoughts. Like, what? What's your, what's your feeling on this? I don't like it. If Microsoft can do this, they can get they can get anyone. Yeah. Like, it. Like, it, this is a statement that, uh, hey, we, <laughs> Microsoft as a company is like one of the biggest things. In the in the tech world, and like just one of the biggest companies in the world, period. Um, you need to think of how many how many uh, other companies rely on Microsoft stuff, like the Microsoft OSs and other Microsoft products. It's it's um yeah, it's just it just shows the scale to which yeah, Sony's big, Nintendo's big in the games industry. But they're big in the games industry. Microsoft is just this Goliath company that can fucking make moves <laughs> that would not be feasible for anyone else. Yeah. Um, and I generally don't like consol like I don't like this move. I don't like consolidation in the games industry. I don't like what that means for like how long is it until. Xbox is like Sony. We have all the games. How about you let us put Game Pass on your service? Right. Uh, so, like, they're getting to the point where they they're going to be able to just bully other platform holders. Like, that's that's the degree to which like this is kind of fucked. And like, I I just don't like it. I don't like seeing it. Right. Yeah, it's a deal that just, I don't know, it makes me feel weird. And I think I'm mostly in your camp of, I don't like this. Um, it just seems like a a bit too much. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's capitalism. <laughs> it can happen. and um, it, But it just seems like just too much i don't know how how else to put it of you know they buying bethesda was a shocker and i think at the end of the day you know since the dust has settled on that i'm like i can see that move making sense microsoft really needed something like that you know i you still don't like root for it but it, it makes sense to me this one like i i think it's going to take a long time for any of us that, you know, are in tune with the industry, play a lot of games to fully wrap their mind around this. I still can't like they just bought Call of Duty. That alone is nuts. And, you know, it's just now we're back in this cycle, like with the Bethesda stuff is, is this stuff going to be exclusive? Um, you know, I think if Bethesda is anything to go by, yeah. But these franchises are fucking massive. They own; they're going to own World of Warcraft. That's crazy, Diablo. That's crazy. Um, even Candy Crush. I mean, I don't give a fuck about that. But that game's huge. Like, wow! Just 
wrapping my mind around owning just one of those franchises, you know, kind of taking it off the board, you could say, is just nuts to me. Um, and Microsoft is very much, and this is where, like, as a consumer, someone that plays on Xbox, I'm kind of like, okay, this is kind of nice for me in a way because. You know, when the new Call of Duty comes out, say, you know, in two, three years or whatever, who knows? That's going to be on Game Pass. I don't have to fucking buy it necessarily as long as I'm subscribed. Like, as a user of that service, it's awesome. But they are completely, like you said, bullying. They're getting to a point where they can just throw their weight around. And they are brute forcing Game Pass into everybody's minds for better and for worse. Like, it's an amazing service. But it's like, damn, damn, dog. Like, I don't know if this is the way to go. <laughs> it just makes me feel weird. I, I just ultimately don't like it. I don't know. I mean, eventually, you have to imagine, fucking Game Pass is going to be like 100 bucks a month. I mean, there's no doubt that maybe not this year, but probably next year they will raise the price of Game Pass. I think there's like, no doubt that's going to happen. I think in order to operate at this scale, I think they're going to have to jack up that price, it, unless like somehow like they can make it work like to the point where like, hey, we have so many fucking subscribers, like we don't have to jack it up that much. But like you also have to consider <laughs> who's going to stay and who's going to go when they do that. Um, acquisitions like this make it a lot easier for consumers to be like, eh, I'll stay on. There's yeah. enough here. Um, the other thing that really bothers me about this um, is all of the stuff going on at Activision Blizzard yeah. is going to kind of get swept away. Any unionization effort there is going to be crushed. Um, it, it, I mean, if not crushed, made like a lot harder because it just this just puts doubt in people's minds about like yeah we were we were going to unionize when it was just Activision Blizzard but now we have we have Microsoft over us um <laughs> if you want to believe that any tech company can blacklist you out of getting any tech job ever Microsoft can do that um also you got to imagine this is Bobby Kotick's ticket out Oh, 100%. He's gonna he's gonna get a fat check on his way out, and he ain't gonna have to answer for anything he fucking did, and that's gotta piss off a lot of people who have been trying to bring some measure of accountability. Like, it's it kind of just fucking washes the slate clean in in a way that really just tramples on the people who have already been hurt. Right. And not only will he. Not really face any consequences, but he's going to get a big old fat check. Yeah, and then Eve's going to always going to hire him to clean up Ubisoft. Oh, great, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And there's probably things we don't hear about, but of course. But it seems like Microsoft's a better company to work for than Activision, and I'm pretty sure Microsoft knows what they're taking on in terms of a culture and hopefully they can kind of turn that around. But I do 
otherwise completely agree with everything you said. Um, it, it it sucks that there's probably just not going to be much to come of that, of everything that, that has happened over the past year. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's a, that's a shitty thing for sure. Cause yeah, there's no way there could be any unionization effort or anything when you have Microsoft over top of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in an ideal world, Phil Spencer on a live stream pulls out Bobby Kotick, pulls out a gun and fucking shoots him on stream. Whoa. You know, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, we shouldn't idolize any executives, not even Phil Spencer. Like, yeah, Phil Spencer seems like a, a reasonable guy, but not, I mean, I'm not going to idolize him. I'm not going to like no. there are a lot of weirdos out there who think that uh, these some executives are going to be our heroes. And that just isn't the case. Right. Um, and recently, you know, and all major mass corporations do this shit, but talking out of both sides of their mouth yeah. of saying like, oh, you know, we don't really stand for what what's going on with Activision. We, uh, you know, we're changing the ways we're doing business with them. and We're reconsidering our relationship with Activision Blizzard. Yes, yes. And then you just end up purchasing them. Like, PR-wise, just not a, not a good look at all, in my opinion. Like, you, you would hope together. that... You would hope the reason they say that is for them to get Bobby Kotick out and to fix their shit. Um, instead, they're going to hand Bobby Kotick a check and uh, pay off whatever fine California is going to give them and then hope that they can take it from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I mean, this whole thing is probably why, you know, the, basically... Everything that has happened with Activision Blizzard, lawsuits, all that, is probably why Activision Bobby Kotick pulled the trigger on saying yes to this deal. To be honest with you. Like you said, it's his it's his way out. Yeah. I mean Absolutely. and like what what this t what this ultimately tells Mr. Bobby here is that what he did worked out very well for him personally. Yeah. And he's gonna go do it somewhere else. Right. Yeah, uh, he's a dude that I don't want to ever fucking hear of again <laughs> once he's gone, and hopefully he's just not even in doing anything. Like, just fuck off in your mansion, dude. Go away. That isn't going to happen. That's not how no. these people think. No, absolutely not. I agree. Yeah, like that aspect of this whole thing just is another thing that just kind of sucks about it, but... Looking at it from a positive angle that I have, though, coming back to just, just the games of, like, there's a lot of teams that have been sucked into the Call of Duty machine to where I'm really curious how Call of Duty is, Call of Duty going to remain annualized moving forward is, like, Microsoft could say, Infinity Ward, you are the Call of Duty team, but you don't have to get one out every year. And now Sledgehammer, Treyarch, Raven, go make us new IPs. Go do something no, they're, different. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to make some Halo. Yeah, They're going to yeah, help or, make some Halo. Right. Or, or, you, yeah, or have another thing to, to work on or something like that. But that possibility is kind of 
exciting to me in a way of like, what does a Call of Duty look like that's not coming out every year? And what could they do with that game and, and that franchise? And, you know, that that could be neat. What, what could some of these teams potentially do if they were to work on something that isn't Call of Duty? Um, and like that, that's kind of an interesting thing to me to think about. And when you think about, like they do own a lot of IP, Activision and Blizzard. Um, there is a ton of IP there, but really like what Activision, they don't do shit really besides Call of Duty. Yeah. They put out Crash and Spyro. They published Sekiro, um, you know, they've done some stuff in the past few years, but it's still, like, just Call of Duty on the Activision side for the most part. And then Blizzard, I mean, let's be honest, their IPs have been going down the drain, you know, they like, just quality-wise. Um, and it just seems like Diablo 4 is in trouble, Overwatch 2 is in trouble, and, you know, what's going to happen with those franchises, and how could the potential support of Microsoft turned Blizzard around in a way. Um, you know, that's an interesting thing to me too. Um, and it's just kind of, we'll just have to see how this all turns out. But man, it's just really hard to imagine a world where Call of Duty is only on Xbox and PC. But it's it's going to happen. You know? Like you don't you don't spend nearly seventy billion dollars to put their games on other platforms, but like you said, and I totally think it's a possibility now that they've taken they're going to take so much away. Like, is Game Pass going to come to PlayStation eventually? I know they're working on their own competitor service, Sony is, but like I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility at all. Honestly, there's just so many. Things here, and especially if Microsoft keeps acquiring things too, like fuck, that's just gonna be crazy. You know? Yeah, and like, <laughs> like holy fuck. One, I forget where I heard this point, but like another another point that I, I like to think of with with Game Pass is that like the bigger stuff that Microsoft owns, the worse it is for the little guys that get on Game Pass, especially yeah. like depending on the metrics by which they get paid, like. If it's, like, however many, ga- like, what percentage of Game Pass members, like, actually played your game or stuck with your game or whatever like that, like, they don't, like, the smaller games have a lot less bargaining power now that Microsoft is like, yeah, we have Activision now. We don't need you to be on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. I also wonder how this could potentially affect any deals that Microsoft does with other companies, too. If this has, if anyone's just like, hey, I don't know, man, because you might fucking just buy me. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't really want to be bought. I, I don't know. That money talks, though. Microsoft's obviously got a ton of it. But, man, it's crazy. And <sighs> I don't even think it's the smartest thing for the, like for them to buy, though. I don't think, like... If I'm completely amoral here, don't give a shit, and if I'm thinking strategy-wise for Microsoft, this isn't the smart thing for them to do. The smart thing for them to do is to uh, buy Square Enix or buy Capcom and actually get a user base in Japan. (laughs) Right. 
Because yeah. buying Activision gets them nothing in Japan. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that one. In... In, in this this one about to say here's kind of double sided of like all this consolidation can really take out creativity in the game space um, and and I'm specifically talking AAA stuff here I I know there's a infinite amount it feels like of creative indie games and that's where we're still going to get that stuff but on the AAA side this could kind of take some of that stuff out. But on the flip side, because some of these, because to me, Activision and Blizzard are just already kind of creatively stale recently, in, in recent years, like maybe this helps, could help them inject some of that creativity back and get them back to where they they were potentially. But I, I also think of like recently, you know, another mega deal was Disney buying Fox. And uh, Fox... You know, they didn't make the best movies all the time, but they made some really interesting ones at the same time. Um, they tried stuff, and, you know, over the past year, and even getting into a little bit of next year, like, Disney has still released a lot of those Fox films that were filmed and, and done, um, and not all of them have done well, but they're interesting. And we see that Disney is not always the most creative company because of their brand and who they are. And they just wiped that off the fucking map on the, on the, on the, on the film industry side. And I just feel like that, that could totally potentially happen here on the AAA end of, of video games. And that's kind of a, a bummer. Think about it. Like it, it could be a good thing for these teams based off of where they they're going and where they've been recently, but overall it might not be great. Yeah. I, what do you, last thing to me too, is what I just don't, what I fear, you know, there's been so many acquisitions. Like what's, what's just wild is like last week, take two buying Zynga was the biggest acquisition ever in video games. (laughs) Yeah. And now, this beats that by like what four four or five times the amount like holy fuck so it it's gonna keep happening and that's scary but what it what i feel like this could lead us to is like yeah pandora's box has kind of been open how does does is sony sitting there like fuck we gotta do something and is that gonna force them to maybe figure something out and buy Square Enix, buy Capcom, buy Sega, buy someone like that. Um, I know they're not as flush with cash as Microsoft is, but you know they, they have a lot of value in the gaming space and they could still buy stuff. Whereas Sony recently with their acquisitions are stuff that have, they're, they're just acquisitions that have made sense. It's teams that have been basically solely working with Sony. They've developed a relationship with those teams and now they're just bringing them in house where you know is this going to force sony to have to make a move especially i think just depending on what their whole spartacus service is if if they're like dead on fucking serious about taking game pass head on like i don't know 
do they feel the need to just have a ton of content and exclusives and you know what what could now happen and also i wouldn't rule out the possibility of sony being acquired by anyone at this point like let's be honest with you like mm. like some of these companies out there are fucking crazy huge bigger than sony it would not shock me if they if i you know we wake up and it's like oh sony's been bought by tencent like that wouldn't surprise me at all you know it's just where we're at i don't know what do you think about sony and just their position and stuff like that they're fucked that's 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 what i think i think sony's fucked like yeah. they they can't retaliate not not at the scale and I'm not sure if there is a smart move out there for them to actually combat this. Like I, I think the competition is kind of killed at this point. Like they just have to focus on making their games and hoping that's enough. But yeah. at the size of the company that Sony is, just selling your first party games isn't enough. Yeah, and, and it's like and... yeah. Well, they've been kind of trucking along and still winning, technically, by the quality of their first-party titles. And I think that's ultimately the most important thing, but, you know... Those games are also very expensive to produce. (laughs) Exactly. They're expensive to produce, and they can take a long time to produce, too, as we've seen and. You know, Microsoft's now going to be at this point where they can maybe get one of those games out every quarter, every two months, three months, whatever, four. And, you know, and then you just have this service over here that's just like, yeah, just pay us $10 a month and you get access to all these crazy games. That deal just becomes too tantalizing. And, yeah, how do you keep up with that? Just nuts. Mm. Crazy shit, dude. We'll be talking about this one for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you want to hear about the latest NFT discourse? Oh, <laughs> Fucking Troy Baker being a goddamn grifter. Um, yeah, Troy Baker has partnered with a company that chills NFTs and, is, and has claimed to have been doing it for good reasons, not because of the money they were probably paying him. <laughs> um, yeah. Just fucking complete shit. And, like, it didn't help that he was like, uh, you can be a hater or a creator in his tweets <laughs> about it. Like, he's always, like, ever since, like, he's become a prominent voice actor, he's had this air of, like, complete ego and just being a, a fucking shithead sometimes like i don't don't get me wrong i think he i think he's done well in the voice roles he's done but not well enough to be as egotistical as he seems oh yeah well when i've seen him on podcasts and stuff like that i'm like man I, this dude seems like he's just all all up in himself yeah um and yeah i he's a he's a good voice actor um but i feel like recently he's kind of just played himself in a way um whereas to me we hear joel's voice and if you didn't know troy baker did it it'd be like whoa i can't believe that like 
kind of blew my mind or, or Booker, you know, from, in Bioshock Infinite. And yeah, it, it's this this thing is. Yeah, the way he handled this was not good at all. And I'm not even saying what he's trying to do is good at all because fuck NFTs. And especially, we're going to create NFTs of people's voices now? Yeah, so here's the thing that, like, here's the the thing from one of his quotes where he's pseudo-apologizing for it. Like, um, shit, where is it? Like, uh... All right, here's the quote. I, I, hmm. He's, he wants to enable creators, and, like, he says, like, uh, like, on, on the criticism that this is going to put voice actors out of a job, he says that, like, well, how does that make me an asshole if I lose a job to help help someone else out? Like, basically saying, like, this whole the whole concept of this is that, like, Hey, if you can't pay to have Troy in studio, if you have one of these NFTs, you can use his voice, an AI generation of his voice or something like that, um, which is totally fucked and completely exposes Baker of only thinking about himself. Like, if he's doing this, why would a studio pay more money to, say, get a different voice actor in when they could yeah. just pay, presumably pay less money? And just have an AI phone it in with Troy Baker's voice. Right. Like, it's like he completely misses the point here where it's like, well, I'm helping creators here, uh, so what if I lose a job? He isn't even thinking about the other people in the voice acting community that, like, in the, in the industry there. Like, he's, yeah. Yeah. It can really hurt creativity and... Which ultimately makes me think that that his stated reason for doing this isn't really, isn't his real reason for doing this. Mm -mm. Because his argument doesn't make sense. I don't even, like, unless he's convinced himself of this, I don't don't think this is really the reason he's doing it. He's doing it because there's a lot of money in uh, shilling NFTs um, to, to other, like, to, yeah, it's... He wants to get in on the pyramid scheme while he can still be on top. Right. Yeah, and I don't want to live in a world where every fucking video game has his voice in it. <laughs> it already feels like that. I don't need yeah, it. Yeah, and like... No! It's <laughs> like this whole, like, sidebar here, this whole idea, like, I've I've been seeing other takes about, like, how uh, Kickstarter should have been NFTs and shit like that, like... There's Fig. There's already an investment platform if you want to invest in a video game and be paid out for how well it does. Like, you aren't inventing anything with NFTs here. Um, No. And also, I don't want to think about every single fucking purchase I make as an investment. At that point, I will just stop buying shit because I don't want (laughs) to fucking think about shit like every single goddamn purchase I make being attached to some bullshit number. That yeah. apparently means something to some jackass. Um, <laughs> I'll just stop fucking buying the shit. Yeah. And you can fuck off. Yeah. I uh, I thought, and this is just like old man fucking me at this point with some of this newer stuff of like, 
I I understood NFTs as mostly just like images, basically stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When I read this, and I'm like, oh, they're doing voices now. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why are we trying to sell people's voices digitally and you own it in quotes like what in the fuck are we doing here what Why? at what point does fucking facebook <laughs> scan our faces and sell our faces as nfts to video game companies so they can make npcs out of our faces For real? and not pay us anything yeah and like we're gonna just have all this like horrible environmental shit happened for this like yeah, for shit like <laughs> for, uh, to solve problems that don't exist or that already have other solutions that don't fucking require this this technology it's it's fucking yeah. stupid yeah, it's so stupid i just i can't get over this and buy an shit. nft of your food so that when you shit it can be used as fertilizer and you get revenue from the food that produces yeah <laughs> Mint your relatives' corpses as NFTs so that we can grind them up and use them as fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an NFT. I figured out how to trap my fucking farts in a jar. Have it. Yeah, if you breathe that air, you have to pay me. Yeah. God damn it. You know, two last thing I'll say when it comes to this stuff, just seeing, you know, Troy Baker a lot and a lot of content podcasts and all that stuff recently he seems like the guy that would do this and think oh, yeah. that he's not doing anything like this doesn't it. surprise like, me it doesn't <laughs> shock me that he is the dude to do this over anyone else yeah no uh, sorry Troy Baker I mean this isn't the first time and I doubt it'll be the last but you're cancelled Troy you're cancelled Except yeah. that he isn't because companies don't give a shit about <laughs> about any of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, hopefully bigger and better news. Well, not necessarily bigger, but maybe better news. Uh, there have been some PS3 games appearing on the PlayStation 5 store. Rumblings about PS3 emulation on your PlayStation 5. I like this. Depending on how it actually works. <laughs> you know, it's it's Sony, so I'm expecting it for some fucking reason to be complicated and not 100% what it should be. But I hope it's good stuff. Um, Completely fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you won't know what you own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wouldn't would not surprise me at all. Um, but yeah, apparently like Dead or Alive 5 leaked onto the network, um, Prince of Persia, uh, The Forgotten Sands and The Two Thrones, um, Bejeweled, these are all PS3 games, well, the Prince of Persia games were PS2, but HD, a fide on PS3, um, they quickly got taken down though, but this is just another sign that it's inevitable that this backwards compatibility is going to happen, what's interesting about this is the image that was captured is it seemed like you could buy the games you know yeah it would be an emulated thing a lot like the xbox does but you could still buy it i guess digitally where 
the rumor with Spartacus is that like the only way to get that sort of backwards compatibility is to pay the highest tier of that service. And mm-hmm. yeah, we don't truly know all the details yet, but that's that's one thing that's kind of interesting to me. Um, curious when they'll roll it out. I mean, it's got to be almost any time now at this point, I would think. I, I feel like Sony has to do something. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Sony has to get in the news for something. Yeah, but yeah, I, I totally agree with, especially what has just happened this week but you know there, there's just little signs here or there that are pointing to this happening relatively soon I guess yeah alright last thing here Sony is releasing games on PC uh, first story here uh, God of War apparently did very well on PC to no surprise uh, no. It is their best-selling PC launch. Great. I mean, yeah. The only yeah. thing that I think could top this maybe is Bloodborne, but that's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... I want to say it's inevitable, but man, I, you no. would have thought Bloodborne's it not. Right now. Bloodborne's not going to come to PC. Yeah. Bloodborne will forever be a PlayStation 4 game. It will not even get a PS5 re-release. Yeah, which is fucking nuts to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, this just this so far has blown the player count out of the water over Horizon Days Gone and all that. But it also just seems like, from what I've seen, that this is a solid PC port from the start, which Horizon had some issues. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of people playing this game hopefully a bunch of people experiencing it for the first time because it's a it's a great fucking game mm. yeah and it's, as for it's why it's almost like yeah. they should have been doing this a while ago yeah and as for why <laughs> this is happening apparently it's the studios asking sony yo let's fucking do this it's not sony coming down like We're, we have to put this on pc now it's the studios coming to sony and being like Hey, uh, we think it's a good idea to put our game on PC, too. How about it, boss? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Corey Barlog recently said that in an interview, that they they kind of, a bunch of studios were pushing for Sony to allow them to do this for a long time, and it kind of got to the point where Sony was just like, fucking fine, like, we'll, we'll do this. And I guess there was probably some convincing there, too, of like, you know, hey, this isn't going to ruin the sales on PlayStation or the console sales or anything. It's not going to affect that if we do it with this time frame. And there's just so much more money you can make. Like, yeah, it just seems like it's been something that works for a while. And it seems like it's working out for Sony. I mean, it's just a lot of money that, you know, they, they weren't making a ton of money on God of War anymore. No, and, and then now, you just suddenly re-release it. And I'm not saying that doesn't cost any money, but, like, when you're selling this much, it certainly looks like it's worth it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I just did some quick math. Like, the peak all-time was 73,529 players on Steam. Of course, they've sold more copies than that. But just taking those numbers, multiplying, I think the game's on sale for 50 bucks. like, that's over $3.5 million with just the peak players and course they've sold more than that but that's a lot of fucking money that they're just kind of bringing in to where they weren't making that money previously it's just 
anyone who's against this, fuck off. Like, this just makes sense. It allows Sony to, you know, take that money and invest back in their new games, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's fully preparing them for when Microsoft swoops in and buys Sony, and uh, Sony doesn't put out a console anymore. They just make their first-party games. Yeah. <laughs> or not first-party anymore, but, you know, first-party right. for someone. Right, yeah. <laughs> and at this point, just being totally honest, the smartest thing you can probably do if you're playing games is to get a PC. Like, I love my consoles, but if Microsoft's going to take away all this stuff... You know, from a from a PlayStation uh, gamers and uh, you know people who primarily play on PlayStation, and but they're they're absolutely going to put those games on PC. Sony's now putting their games on PC too. Eventually, like I don't know, <laughs> you kind of get I mean, the best of both worlds, I guess. At a certain point, like it kind of makes a little bit of sense to get yourself a PC and a wireless keyboard and mouse. So you can sit on your couch and, like, <laughs> yeah. just fucking play games. Because there's controller support is pretty good for a lot of PC games, especially a lot of AAA games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you know how to use a PC, it isn't that hard to imagine, like, oh, this thing connects through to an HDMI cable anyway. Right. You can get a wireless keyboard mouse and just... You can sit on your couch and play PC games. Absolutely. If you can stand having a PC with all that, all the fucking gamer lighting next to your TV. <laughs> yeah. Have just this monster fucking, like, tower sitting next to your TV. Why not? Yeah. They make them smaller. They do they make do. them smaller. They do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just before the show I was looking well before the show and before I was taking a poop I was looking at PCs <laughs> and yeah I'm, I'm, looking, that. I'm, I'm looking to shell out between two and three thousand dollars for a brand new PC Damn. my P- my PC's old I'm still like we're I mean your PC is technically just about just about as old hardware as mine mm-hmm. um, still on 10 series stuff a 10 series RTX card, or not RTX, uh, NVIDIA cards. Right. Still on 8th generation, I believe, Intel processors. Um, It's time for me to upgrade, at least. I'm not sure about you. I'm not sure how much gaming you actually do on PC. But for me, it's time for me to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you play on PC a lot, I mean, it makes a ton of sense to put that money into it. Which also um, means I need to upgrade my monitors because I'm still playing on 1080p. Yeah. I need to get some 1440 monitors. So, yeah. I'm looking for an upgrade. Maybe maybe Keith. Keith. Maybe this will be my, my, my wedding gift to, to our our buddy. <laughs> just, just like my whiskey. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you do. All, just, uh, all my friends, when yeah. they get married, they get my old gaming PC. Yeah, sure, why not? Honestly, I, I feel mean, like still would plays a lot take of st- it. This still plays a lot of stuff in 1080 just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've not had any issues really with this thing when I've played. So, Mm. only internet problems, but that's more my thing than the actual computer. It's just a setup. But, uh, yeah, 
What, what, isn't there, what's the new card that got announced? Uh, the 3090. 3090. Uh, or 3090 Ti, maybe. Ti. Yeah, yeah that it. thing's fucking, I'm not going that hard. I might, I'm going for probably a 3070 or 3070 Ti. Okay. Uh, or maybe I'd go the AMD route, who knows? You could say. Maybe maybe AMD can convince me if they want to, if they want to fucking th- throw me a computer. <laughs> all right well i think that's going to do it for the show this week um we'll be back next week and hopefully microsoft hasn't also bought ubisoft and ea and just completely gobbled up the microsoft owns video games man yeah that's not (laughs) going to be nice yeah might have to rethink this podcast if that happens (laughs) yeah obviously yeah it might become dark you know, very dark times over here. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll hope for the best, and we'll be back next week. Until then, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can send them to us via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us a rating review. Share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Law. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. And until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Fisher dick ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>